0: Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinwald. I'm a Senior Analyst and Lead Advisor at Kupinger Coal Analysts. My guest today is Martin Kuppinger. He is one of the founders of Kupinger Coal and our Principal Analyst. Hi, Martin. Hi, Matthias. Great to have you again. And we want again to pick up a topic that we see in, in real life, in advisory situations, but also when it comes to designing overarching IAM architectures. We want to talk about how access is maintained, how authorizations are maintained in real life in many systems. And to describe a bit the, the, the context, we usually say see that um, authorizations are done within IAM in terms of roles, of course, grained roles that, for example, assign access to a system that is then connected via AD to an overall um architecture within an organization. So a system um, has an account in AD, um, so it authorizes an, in, against AD, and IAM makes sure that this account exists and that the user has access to that account. But When it comes to um, finer grained access to the actual um, business roles that are assigned, that is then done within AD itself. So there is an administrator somewhere delegated somewhere in the field and they do change authorizations within AD. This is something that is very common and I think you, Martin, have quite some some perspective on that and an opinion, right? I have,
1: yes. So, so let's start a little looking at, at some of the challenges here, and um, I, I think one one of the challenges clearly is when we talk about AD here, we talk about Microsoft Active Directory on premises as part of the Windows Server platform. That is where this approach is commonly found. The point is, um, at best, will and believe me, I'm a am a friend of. Uh, Windows Server. I'm a friend of Active Directory. I wrote things like the Windows Server 2003 handbook in the German language. Uh, Back many years, I've wrote a ton of books on Windows Server. But Active Directory on-premises is legacy. So the first thing is we must not build future strategies on legacy technology. The second thing is AD frequently is owned by the infrastructure teams, not by the identity teams, not by the governance teams. So we, we frequently have ownership issues, when then people say, Oh, yes, but we need to do that because we also create the, whatever exchange mailboxes and stuff like that. And then you have some some clash here. The third thing is, um, if you have a sort of a multi tier concept of granting entitlements, then keeping control. From an access governance perspective it becomes more complex. And, um, number four is, um, a lot of people, that's also part frequently in infrastructure thing are doing their work. I word term playing around doing their work in the active directory. So the risk, um, of that some things go wrong that you need to reconcile where you lose control. That risk is considerable. And these are, I would say, four of the at least four essential points to keep in mind for this approach. And so I think it needs to be carefully revisited. And yes, there are applications which mandate that because they are fully integrated to AD. But even there, the question is, what can we provision directly into these applications? What can we do? What can we manage directly and whatnot?
0: I think one aspect that is hidden inside that way of managing authorizations is something that is actually quite modern. It's really involving the business in authorization processes. So it's not the, the admin somewhere in IT who usually does not know the, the, the semantics of the actual authorizations anyway. So it's really transferred to somebody who's closer to the business, maybe a line of business manager who then does this authorization, which is a modern concept. But then the, the way of how it is done and the way how it is governed should really be changed to make sure that all of what you've mentioned is taken care of properly. So really having the governance aspect, knowing what has been assigned.
1: Yeah, and I think the segregation becomes complex if you try to do it in the active directory because um, you don't have, so to speak, two options either, and that is more or less impossible to do well. You have two parties which are working on the same groups uh, in active directory, where we have this group concept. So um, you, you might interpret a group as a role. You can do multi-tier things there uh, with the different types of groups. Um, but at the end, it would mean you have business and um, IT elements working on the same uh, types of objects. Um, so that that is problematic. So you could try to segregate by saying, okay, I have a sort of a multi-tier, Tier model with an active directory, at least with local and global groups, and say that's the responsibility of the ones, and that's the responsibility of the others. But again, it's it's hard to segregate it well, and it bears the risk of ending up with an active directory structure, which is so from a, from a group perspective, which is uh, too complex, and so that, that also makes it difficult and. Maybe a third point to add, the reality is just that most group models um and also most or many domain and many forest concepts in Active Directory, but if you look at Active Directory, most of that has frankly phrasing a legacy. So they have that, that that is in use for 10 or 15 years and when it has been administered for 10 or 15 years, it's rarely in a very good shape. So we have seen from identity management perspective, so many projects also requiring f- first an AD cleanup in the past and a, and a restructuring and a, a, a reorganization and uh, that is not the best foundation for doing good access management and access governance because at the end, the good old sentence of garbage in, garbage out counts here as well.
0: Right. So um, the message is clear. Don't manage access via AD groups or within AD. Um, You've mentioned that AD is something that is more or less to be considered as a legacy infrastructure. So, to play devil's advocate here right now, um, does anything solve the problem by moving to Azure AD and to migrate away from AD when it comes to this um, authorization management aspect, from your point of view?
1: Yeah, I think. Azure AD has some integration with some of the, the environments like Microsoft 365. Um, but also, when you look at many of today's IAM solutions, they have this integration into Microsoft 365 also directly. So they take a perspective on both, both areas and both ends. And so it is that um, it, it's a, a little different thing. And the other point is um, the on prem Active Directory is. From its legacy, it's an infrastructure directory. It's a directory meant to also manage devices, to it has this concept of sites and a lot of other elements in which are really infrastructure driven. That's not the case with Azure AD. Azure AD is um so I think the biggest similarity is both have a directory capability and both have actually directory the name. And maybe the third one is both are from Microsoft. But technically seen, it's a very different thing. And and it has a different different aspect here or different perspective here, and so so I would say you um, must not say it. so. we can fix things entirely because we then need something which manages Azure AD and other things, which uses Azure AD and that's another element for for the access maybe for federating out. But when it comes to the the entitlement management, we usually then apply another type of technology. Uh, Which might be part of what Microsoft delivers in some of the plans for Azure AD, or might be something different. Um, Some of the IGA solutions, the market, there are tons of them. Um, And then it's different, different play. It's that is neatly interwoven. So um, it's it's really done differently and not as, as mangled everything into another in the on-prem AD world frequently.
0: Right. So we take as a summary for today that um, moving away from the traditional on-premises AD um, might be a good idea also from an access management perspective. So to get to a new a more modern approach to managing authorizations. But when it comes to using Azure AD, you need to do this well. And it's not just a migration from A to B, from on-prem AD to Azure AD. There really needs to be some more brainware to be involved as well, right?
1: It, it are two different solutions. And the, the, the Azure AD thing is something you should look at. And if you have Microsoft 365, you have Azure AD. So you need to make your strategy around that and say, what is the place of Azure AD by overall strategy right, and access management? For on-prem AD, it's at the end relatively simple. It is a target system, and it should be treated as a target system that is, that serves certain use cases, but not as a central element of your future identity management, your future access strategy. And it's not easy to replace it in many cases because there are a lot of legacy applications requiring it. So you might have it for, for quite a while. But even then, you should think about how can you uh, reduce the role and not further invest into making it a central element of that. And clearly, the less going back to our starting point, the less dependencies you have where active directory, so to speak, the intermediary between uh, identity management and the targets, the less you have that, the easier it is to to move forward to the modern, the future IAM and to use on-prem AD only where you still need it for technical reasons with your legacy application infrastructure.
0: Absolutely. And not to always have such a large um, um, commercial break at the end. Just get in touch with us. If you have any question, Um, we can support you in getting moving away from Azure from AD and maybe moving to Azure AD and to have a, a, a good transition in between. So that would be something that we can support you in and where there's tons of material available on our website. Thank you again, Martin, for for joining me today, for giving this clear perspective on how to deal with um, on-prem AD, with authorization in on-prem AD and moving towards more modern IAM infrastructures that are future-proof and capable of solving tomorrow's problems. Thank you again. Thank you
1: and welcome.